was really happy that the refs honestly seemed to have zero impact on the game other than after like the last like five minutes. It seemed like they really wanted to really just get in the game and show that they had a presence. I was really upset about that last five minutes. I think it really switched the game. Is there a fantasy league to where you can play your season into the playoffs? You know, I bet that there is some crazy league out there that is like that, but like to assume that you have all the right players. Dude, but that'd be a part of the draft unreal. strategy. Yeah, I mean, that would just be absolutely unreal. And like, you got obviously like uh, gifted more and more like, yeah. as you keep going. It's like maybe you want to say Quan, but maybe you also need somebody to play in week 21. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like someone like Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that'd be kind of cool. Absolutely, man. Um, now that you bring that up, yeah, that's a great strategy to think about. That'd be about. cool, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of the game? Did you think the Rams were going to win? You know, honestly, I had a hunch that they were going to win. I really wanted the Bengals to win in my heart. You know, just obviously like a smaller town team. I think that they have like a more like uh, genuine fan base as well. Yeah. Um, And I just, I don't know, man. Like I thought it was going to be really cool for them. Um, but obviously I'm happy to see my boy Matt Stafford get, uh, get, get his ring. You know, that's great. Um, don't know if that's going to put him quite in the hall of fame caliber yet. I think he still needs to accomplish a few more things, but happy he has that under his belt. And I'm happy that he's able to obviously uh, be able to perform at a high level in that offense. You know what I kind of think? I think that, and this is going to be a hot take. I kind of, so if you saw Richard Sherman's tweet, he basically says something along the lines of, we don't reward good, we don't reward great, we reward elite. Yeah. Like, you are the best of the best. Like, you can have a great year, cool, but Mm -hmm. like, how long are you premier at your position? Sure. And so, said a bunch of stuff, but I kind of agreed with him. It's not the hall of good. It's not the hall of above average. For sure, man. And I honestly, I commend his comments. I mean, I think that's a really, I think that's a great take. I don't think it's a hot take at no, all. No, for real. And I'm not saying Matt Stafford's not a great quarterback. He's one of the, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. But I, to get into the Hall of Fame, you don't just win a Super Bowl and you're in. Right. And he's also, I think he's what, like 13 years in now. Yeah. And so he has a couple more years that he can definitely build his resume. I think this no definitely. I don't think this staples in into it, but I think this definitely, you know, obviously gives him a little more leverage when if, you're talking about if it. If he gets another Super Bowl, that certainly <laughs> puts him in the conversation, though. Absolutely, yeah. Two Super Bowls would be unreal. When you I reach th- the top of the mountain. Yeah, or, like, if he, like, you know, becomes, like, the new Brady and he keeps putting up, like, 5,000 yards per year, obviously, like, those are just going to add up. His name is going to keep climbing the leaderboard on that. Yeah, he and, was... I'm and sorry. No, you're good. And I think, you know, with those types of seasons, you obviously got to account for uh, he's one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league at that point. You got to kind of give him... You know, I don't know. I think just his longevity at that point would probably give him the stamp of honor. I can't. If he were to do it for two or three more years, at least. What if he just transitions all that to Robert Woods next year? That's crazy, dude. Do you take Robert Woods higher in the draft, redraft, now after seeing the run that that team just had in that offense? No. I mean, I think... Does his value increase because of the like how good they were? You know, it, I don't think so. Because he honestly wasn't really a part of the Super Bowl run itself. Um, he wasn't there for uh, the wild card game. He wasn't there for. I mean, he was. You know, so obviously, yeah, I, I think he's a dynamic wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, and I think his stock should ha- be high. And I think knowing, like, and I think us knowing how dynamic Matt Stafford is going to be in this offense, um, and seeing them work for a year already, I think that gives you a little bit of a um, a better feel. For what he can be if he comes back completely healthy week one, which I think he should. You know, hopefully. I mean, he's had the majority of a year at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's We're... also about like the same time period of what like David Bakhtiari had, which obviously he was out the whole year. But a lot of people were saying that he should have been back at some point, which I think uh, I think with Robert Woods, I don't think he's going to have any issues, or I hope not. Uh, best of luck to you on your recovery, sir. If you're talking about his draft capital in a 12-team team, in a 12-team league, mm-hmm. where are you drafting Robert Woods? Um, Accounting for his injury and accounting... Well, so I would have to... 
I'm happy that we draft after free agency, and I'm happy that we draft after the draft as well. Because I'm not sure if they're going to re-sign this OBJ guy with a torn ACL as well. I know a lot. everyone are saying, let's run it back with that super team again. You know, like, we don't even need to draft anyone. We don't need to trade for anyone. We got all the pieces. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if OBJ comes back midseason, um, I would say I'd take Robert Woods around, like, I don't know, like, nine Really? I mean, like, if he, like, yeah, like, if he's, yeah, like, in the ninth round, probably. I'm taking Robert Woods in the fifth round if he's available. Dude, and I commend you on that. I just, with that injury, I just don't want it to hit me in the butt if he isn't back on time. We got to watch the timetable, and I think. If Robert Woods is healthy going into next year, and he's available in the fifth round of a 12-team redraft league, I am snatching Robert Woods maybe at the end of that fifth. For sure, man, and I mean, this is obviously two, basically two plus months away from when we actually are drafting, so I think we could probably get all the hot takes out here quick, so I think I might be in a different place two months from now if we're looking at his timetable when a lot of things are coming now. You're more dependent on his health. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's fair. Because it's that, and it's if, if they're signing OBJ, like, I mean, those are two big things. If OBJ resigns with the Rams, where do you draft him in redraft leagues? Do, that, you, do you even touch him? Yeah, I think he's going to be a vital part because I think at that point, you kind of have everyone playing their positions. You have OBJ probably playing the Z. I'd have Cooper Cup uh, in my slot, and I'd have Robert Woods as my X, I'd say. As weird as that sounds, I'd say most plays, obviously... Cooper you can probably, switch Cup and OBJ yeah, ex- out, basically. Right, yeah, those two are interchangeable. I think Robert Woods, I think he has a little bit of a bigger body. So I think he could definitely be your ex out there, you know, a little bit of a more physical receiver. So, That's fair. I don't know, man. Like, I think it all depends. Like I said, we're about two-plus months out from our draft, so I could be sitting completely differently. But at the same time, man, like, I just don't know. Like, I'm not, like, I think, obviously, um, ACL injuries are becoming more and more of a thing. And they're becoming more and more easier to repair. And people are coming back faster and faster. So, that gets, sure. so it's not like an end of a career anymore, thankfully. <clears throat> yeah. Um. See, and that's super fair. Because I was going to ask about Tyler Higby, too. Yeah. So Tyler Higby is basically signed until the 2024 season, and he's one of those guys to where he's useful. He's a good tight end. Mm-hmm. He can get you the occasional tutty. He's good in pass protection, so he gets on the field a lot. Yeah. But I'm... he he's not you know like a Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Mike Kosecki kind of guy to where he gets a bunch of targets. Yeah, man. He's definitely one of those guys that where he he steals points from the game. I think as far as like a fantasy pro, he's uh, a vulture. He is. He's a vulture, man. Like he's he out there. Team. He's out there, and he's always blocking. He's always doing his thing, and then he'll always just shoot out, catch a pass for thirty plus yards, get a touchdown. You know, I think Tyler Higby. He's versatile, but I think he's also starting to kind of get a little bit up there in age. Wait. And so I don't know how much more he's going to be in the league, just because I don't know, man. Like I feel like. I don't know. I don't think he was really all that efficient this year. Like, I've drafted him in the past, and he's been pretty efficient for me. But, man, like, look at him this year. I don't know. Like, I didn't really want to touch him after a while. Like, I kept him out on, like, I think he was in free agency, I think, at the end of the year for us. But I still was in need of a tight end, to be honest. This has never been done on the show before. I got a banger. What's up, dog? Never before done, I got a live trade offer for our Dynasty League. What do you got? It only involves two players. I have one and you happen to have the other. Okay. Let's hear it. I will trade you Tyler Higby, who I have on my team, who I started a lot of the year. He was serviceable. Yep, serviceable, yes. Do you have Kendrick Bourne on your bench? I sure do. I will trade you Tyler Higby for Kendrick Bourne. That's not going to happen. Why? Uh, well, I'm just looking at... So I have my phone up right now. I'm looking at my Sleeper app. Uh, brought to you by Sleeper. Um, and app. And I'm looking at, you know, Kendrick Bourne this year. 34th 
uh, overall wide receiver. Overall in fantasy, 89th. That's not bad, honestly, in the grand scheme of things. And at 12, well, I think this 89th is, amongst receivers or amongst all that's that's fitness? overall. He was 34th in receivers. Okay. And I'm gonna bring up your team here, Higby. Yeah, I'm gonna look at Higby because I mean, I really like to look at those averages. And I really don't think that Kendrick Bourne's stock is gonna fall at all. If not, I think it's gonna. Well, I think the Patriots carry. are gonna go draft a receiver this year. You think so? No doubt, they have to. Their I, top receiver is yeah, I, Jacoby I, Myers. I mean, I don't know. He's good, but you know, like this is a great receiver, or this is a great. Maybe receiver Kendrick Bourne's their number one dog. Maybe Kendrick Bourne's their number one. Who knows? I think he shifts to the number two if they draft the rookie. All right, maybe. But, so right, he's so still I useful. Got, I got Tyler Higby up. So he was 14th overall tight end, 135 overall. So knowing that and also knowing who I have as my tight ends, should I name to the crowd who I have as my tight ends in my league? Sure. So I just, you know, I just so happened to fleece Jahia in this trade one time. To where I was able to acquire uh, uh, our boy TJ Hawkinson. And uh, I won't name the other prospect yet that I picked up in a trade with him either. But wait, as my number wait, two uh, as my number two tight end, I have uh, Darren Waller. So uh, I'm pretty set at tight end for now. And then uh, if, if need be, I have my boy Tommy Trumbull as, yeah. uh, as my taxi squad. Dude. Do you remember your Darren Waller song? Yeah. Yeah. Darren Waller. Waller is a baller. Waller is a baller. Yeah. That shit went kind of crazy, actually. Dude, that shit went hard because it was true. Yeah. That shit's hard, dude. That shit's hard. That shit's hard. All right. Uh, But, yeah, it was a great Super Bowl. Um, You know, great game. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I don't know if they're going to get back to the Super Bowl, but they're going to have successful seasons for years to come. Oh, absolutely. And I think they're probably going to keep the band together for the most part. I think in a few years you'll see uh, Tyler Boyd probably leave the squad. You think so? I mean, he's on contract for this year. Yeah, and I think, yeah, so they'll have him for this year, and I don't know if they'll be able to resign him. I'd say you'd have to keep uh, Higgins uh, there over Boyd. That's just my personal opinion. He was the 33rd pick, so he was essentially a first-rounder. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, so I would say that I would assume he's going to leave. But, you know, I think it. I think the sky's kind of the limit. If they can draft some good linemen this year, and if they can sign some good linemen this year with the cap that they have open, I think that they can definitely make uh, make keep making a run. You know, be obviously competitive, which you have to be in this AFC right now. Fair. And quick question, speaking of, you know, keeping the band together, if you have Deshaun Watson on your dynasty team, mm-hmm. what do you do with them next year? Man, I would say you got to keep him, man. I actually just heard some rumors that he was, uh, he's he's showing interest in the Vikings. Oh. Which is really weird. Oh. So, I don't know, like, if you're a Vikings fan and you hear that, oh. I'd probably perk your ears up and I'd get kind of excited because I think you guys have the assets <laughs> that you could trade away to, to get them. Um, Yo, pricking your ears up is nuts. For real, dude. Um, but yeah, so if he hap- if he just so happens to go down, uh, or come up to Minnesota here and uh, you oh. know be tossing the ball over to you know Justin Jefferson, uh, Adam Thielen, shoot, I bet they probably have to trade away KJ Wright in that trade. But I mean, if they stay, if the band stays together, I think they have. I mean, I think they got some good pieces. They could probably make a run. Uh, they got to fix their defense, though, the Vikings, if they want to do anything. Anyways, out of the topic. I But anyways, Deshaun Watson, if you got him, keep him. I think he, it, after this lawsuit happens, you know, we'll understand what you should do with him. If he's obviously found guilty and if he's banned from the NFL, you, you're wasting the space, I think, at that point. Uh, reevaluate if he ever gets let back in. I'm either trading him or I guess he has to ride the bench. You can't drop him just because he is who he is and you know what he does when he's in. Yeah, I mean, like, I think after everything, like, settles after it does settles, once you know what the verdict is on all these allegations, I think then you should make your decision. 
I don't know, man. When did I, we find that out? Shoot, I don't know, man. I feel like it's been about a year now. Yeah. Like, I, is it just going to disappear and there's just a settlement or... I mean, I think that's probably the best case scenario. But I think Deshaun Watson really wants to clear his name on this. I don't think he wants it to kind of settle. I think he wants to fight for his name. Yeah, um, there's like 22 pending lawsuits. Yeah, man. And I don't know. Like, he seems pretty confident, which, you know, gives me a lot of hope. But, you know, OJ something seems confident to this day, and we still don't know about that one. <laughs> you did not compare Deshaun Watson to OJ. Hey, man. All I'm saying is that in a court of law or in the presence of a law, like, they say that they're innocent when it's The thing up. that – and what really causes an issue – is the fact that what really causes an issue mm-hmm. is the fact that he was owed ten million last year, but now he's owed thirty five million because his contract went up just due to the natural negotiation terms. Right, right. Well, and I think with that, whatever team he goes to, because it doesn't seem like he's going to stay in in Texas. It, it just doesn't. No. So wherever he goes to, it seems like the destinations are probably what Miami. Minnesota now, and I think he said like there was one other destination that I can't remember. Um, but Buccaneers. Yeah, I think that was the other one. Yes, the Buccaneers Buc- and Vikings are. So there's a report out now that's saying that Deshaun Watson is apparently eyeing the Buccaneers and the Vikings for a trade. Yeah, that would make sense. If he goes to the Buccaneers, he basically gets Tom Brady's old crew. He can grow in the system. He's young. It's a long term hold. I would like to see him go to the Steelers as opposed to the Vikings. I don't know if he wants to go play anywhere cold. I mean, with Minnesota, at least he has a... He's in the Vikings. Yeah, but they have U.S. Bank. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't play in the elements. That's actually super true. And plus, like, he like literally, if you come up to Minnesota, that's such a fresh start from Texas. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I would like to say the people in Minnesota, they're very welcoming and, you know, I don't know. If like, you're... I'm sorry, I don't mean no, to cut no, you no, off. No, no, you're good. Go I was, ahead. I was going to say, random thought, but if you're the Bears and you're thinking about building a new facility, do you build a dome? Probably, yeah. I, I, would, I would assume the next field that they build, uh, which is going to be like in Arlington Heights, Illinois, I think. Okay. Um, That they announced, yeah, I think that's definitely going to have to be a dome facility. I think if you build any new facility nowadays for sports, I think it's stupid not to. Yeah. Unless, like, you live in a place to where, like, it's out of rent. Well, I mean, there's you Green know. Bay, obviously, to where... Yeah, um, but that's historic. But, I mean, like, if you're building, like, new foundation... True, true. I, just, I don't know. Like You might as well just go down. Go more modern. Yeah. You can hold Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff, too, because Ex- of... Yeah, exactly. Like, the Vikings got to. Yeah, man. Like, think of, think of Chicago hosting a Super Bowl. Like, that brings so, so much more revenue in. Yeah, and they could legitimately do it the first year they open if it's a if it's a dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a uh, like a LA type thing, like they try yeah. to do with SoFi. You know what I always remembered about the Vikings old stadium? So oh. they have US Bank now. Yeah, the Metro Dome. Yeah, they used to have the Hubert Humphrey Metro Dome, and if you watch Brett Favre for the Vikings, you probably saw a couple passes to where he tossed it up and you saw the top of that dome. Yeah, and yeah. that always probably... looked, that always looked like a freaking like a blanket or it like looked a weird it, did, it never looked normal yeah man it, it looked like a true bubble and adrian peterson when yeah. he was going crazy he played in the metrodome mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i have like obviously we live in minnesota now and like i have friends that are vikings fans who attended games there and yeah. like they kind of say that they miss it they're like it was, i could see why it's like authentic it's y- yeah it was like kind of like what you grew up with i mean it was yeah. like yeah like it was a piece of shit but it's our piece of shit like we we <laughs> loved it and then you know it then punctured and boom goes the dynamite you need mm. to build a new stadium and then they played at tcf bank for a year Jesus. dude that that was wild that stuff was absolutely didn't wild. they go to the playoffs that year with case Keenum? yeah dude and that's uh i think that's when the doink happened you might be right. Yeah, against the uh, against the Seahawks. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like he a missed tw- the field goal. Yeah, it was like a twenty-three yeah. yard field goal, and he absolutely just doinked it. That sucks. They have the worst luck with football. Yeah, they really do, man. They really do. But that's kind of funny. Um, speaking of dynamite, I want to talk about rookies. Sure, man. I love rookies. Let's talk about it. who you got on the docket tonight. We're gonna do three again. All right, cool. Hit me with the first one. Running back, Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, I think he's coming out of Texas A&M, right? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I have some mixed feelings on him. I think he could either absolutely just pop off. Off? Or I think he could absolutely uh, shit the bed. Shit the bed? What do you, you mean, like a bust? Yeah, like a bust. Like uh, like a busted condom, like an Are we talking situation. like a Trey Sermon bust, or are we talking like a well, Trent Richardson bust? Let's let's give Trey Sermon another year to evaluate what exactly is going on there because we really oh. don't know. It's it's been one year, so let's give him a little bit of a break. Okay. Trent Richardson, obviously, we do have a little bit more of an information on him, and yes, I think he could possibly be something like that. I don't know, like I just like I think he's a dynamic back, and like it seems like he has vision. Mm-hmm. It seems like he can be explosive, mm-hmm. but just when I'm watching, I feel like I'm just I'm, you're watching in slow motion. Yeah, like, I feel like there's just something missing. Like, he's just not, like, he's explosive, but he doesn't get away from anyone. Yeah. He does all of the stuff that you're supposed to do. Except get away from people. Kind of. Like, he he jukes well. He reads the hole pretty well. Texas A&M, they, you know, play a good mix of zone and gap. It just... He does everything that he's supposed to do, but he doesn't do anything... That, spectacular yeah he's, he's not exceptional at one thing and so the thing about that is it could be useful for him because he's a bigger back too to yeah. where he can be utilized in all facets of the game depending on where he goes so we're talking like who's someone who's similar i guess that would be like a david johnson type yeah you run like pretty decent you catch above average and you can mix the two and always be on the field, getting those reps, getting those snaps, getting those opportunities. Yeah, and that's for sure. And one thing, I mean, with my takes, like I think I gotta kind of get out of the mentality that uh, teams are going with like one running back systems. I feel yeah. like everyone's going to a committee. Yeah. So I think he definitely does have obviously some potential to get points because when he's in there, it seems like they like to get him the ball. But like I said, like he does, it doesn't seem like he breaks breaks away. Yeah. Like he just, he doesn't have that extra gear. Like when he makes a cut too, yeah. like it seems like that I really agree. decelerates him. I agree. Um, but man, like I, I think there is a place for him probably just because he can catch the ball. When I think about what you just said, I think back to the twenty twenty one rookie draft, and I think back to Ramondre Stevenson and why he fell. Mm-hmm. because he was a good prospect. He trucked people. He had big size, but he didn't have that quote-unquote breakaway speed. Where did he go to? I, I keep forgetting on Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre went to... But, I mean, yeah, like, he, he definitely... He, I think so. Yeah, I think Florida sounds right. I mean, he did fall, though. Like, I remember hearing about him. And, like, the next thing I know, he wasn't really talked about anymore. Oh, he played at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, it just... Yeah, I remember... Yeah, I remember hearing about him, like, coming up to the draft and whatever. But... Go ahead, go ahead. Or I don't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. But what I was saying, I guess, with the point of Ramondre Stevenson got overlooked because he was strong but not as fast, Mm -hmm. is you could say the same thing about Isaiah Spiller except for... He's not as fast, nor does he have the size to really, like, you know what I mean? Like, just truck through, like, everybody. But I think Ramondre Stevenson, I think he kind of has a little bit more of that factor. Yeah, he's a, he's as you would say, he's a roughneck back. He's a roughneck back, man. He likes to do his thing. So, um, so and that's yeah. why, that's why, that's why I don't have butterflies when I'm talking about Isaiah Spiller, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think, like I said, he's a running back, and if you're talking dynasty, mm-hmm. I'd say if he falls after the second, I think that's something That's something weird. But, yeah, I think past the second, that's weird. But with Second him, pick or second round? Second round. Oh, dude, he's going to go... And I think it's stupid. I really do. Way I personally, I, I think he will. I think he will. But just a personal preference to me, if I'm, if I'm personally drafting... Anywhere past the second, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. But, yes, like you say, like, he'll obviously be picked earlier. I think that's kind of a mistake. Like, I don't think In the first round, you think? You think taking Isaiah Spiller in the first round is a mistake? Kind of, yeah. Like, I honestly think, like, he should be, like, an early second round back. I think wherever he gets drafted, like, I think teams are going to fall in love with him at the combine, unfortunately. Yeah. Because of his, you know, his size, he's, I'm looking at him now, he's probably about 5'11", 
Yeah, I think that's all. No, I think he's six one two something. Okay. Um, so like he has that prototypical type uh, size that you want. So that's really great, and he's super young. He's only twenty, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like he's just to me, there's just something missing. Wait, you know what I just realized? What's that, dude? I think he's CJ Spiller's son. No, he's not. I think he is. I actually think he is. Oh no, he's not. He's not related. Um, That's a hot take because CJ Spiller, he's only he's like thirty two. That man's like thirty two. He kind of popped off. He kind of went crazy. He was on the Saints. Dude, he was like thirty. He's like thirty two right now, or is he older? I bet he's older. He's probably like thirty six. But he had that motherfucker that he was sixteen, which I mean, shit, stuff happens. <laughs> I mean, he, he is only twenty, so I mean, shoot, some math can add up. Yeah. Crazy. All right, where do you stand if we're talking about running backs? My second guy was Jerome Ford. You know, Jerome Ford is someone who is really interesting, in my opinion. Um, he is a Bama transfer to uh, Cincinnati two years back. Uh, he was introduced into that system. Didn't do a bunch, but then this uh, this past year when they uh, went to the semifinals of the national championship, in that year he had 19 touchdowns, which is unreal. Yeah, I mean, so he's being super productive whenever he's out there. I think he's out there getting like a 50% market share when he is um you know when he's healthy when he's out there he's getting 50 percent of the running back um playing out there so you know a bunch of touches when he is out there uh he accounted for just under like 30 percent of their touchdowns i think this year which is awesome yeah so you know i think he's extremely effective i honestly i like him more than isaiah spiller you do i i personally do yeah if i was going to be drafting um, I might be, I might draft this guy before Isaiah Spiller. Like I have two picks in this, uh, dynasty. Okay. I have the 104 and I have the 110. Okay. If I'm stupid, I might just draft this guy 110. I mean, I just like this guy a lot. Um, and I think even in that, uh, semi, uh, final game, I think he was still pretty effective. And like I said, like he went to Bama, so he has all the tangibles that Nick Saban wanted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I think he could be someone that is uh, kind of a sleeper. I think he'll probably in the real NFL draft probably go somewhere between like the third to fourth, and wherever he goes, like if they run any sort of like zone scheme and like any sort of like West Coast where he, like they can like shovel him the ball like out of the backfield and stuff cuz he can catch like he has a bunch of catches this year. Um I don't He know. does look better than Isaiah Spiller. Man, he really does and he has that breakaway speed. Like yeah. he actually gets away from people. I don't know. I think in the NFL everyone's just naturally faster. It, everyone's just naturally obviously, you know, just more athletic. They have better access to training programs, yada yada, so people are a couple steps faster than what they are in college. Definitely. And Isaiah Spiller in college, he kind of got separation, but it wasn't by much. Yeah, man. Like when you're when you're playing in the NFL, you're playing against all conference people every single week. Yeah. When you're at Texas A and M, I mean, you are playing in the SEC, which is great. Mm-hmm. But with that, I mean, there's some not so great SEC teams. You're that also playing play like against. Mississippi State and like. Tennessee, you're yeah. playing Ole Miss, who is typically ranked, but they don't usually have a great defense. Yeah, you know, just teams like that. Yep, Isaiah Spiller, um, or Jerome Ford. I would definitely take Jerome Ford, especially because you can get him at a cheaper price. Yeah, I definitely think like like I said, um, me personally, Isaiah Spiller. If you get him past the first, somewhere in the second, that's probably a good place for him. Uh, to me, Jerome Ford, depending on where his uh, tangible or where his measurables are are during the combine. Shoot, man, like I said, uh, wherever he gets drafted with that scheme, if it seems like the right fit, if there isn't a bunch of running backs already in that room, I think he could be a really explosive guy that's first year in. And I think he could be uh, great for either redraft or dynasty. He's going to be a steal because what's going to happen is I think he's like a third-round prospect for Dynasty drafts. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about Jerome Ford and where you think he goes in a Dynasty, 
in, let's say, a 10-team league, he's going to go around that third round mark. Mm-hmm. So you could probably get him in a second if you're in a 12-team. If you're desperate you for some running you know? backs, yeah. 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 Definitely take him in the second. But if you have a late second, mid-second, and you need a running back. i take a, I'd take a feeler on him for sure. A 2-6, 2-7, 2-8. Yeah, for Jerome Ford, I would do I would do something like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy, but I mean, if he lands in a system that could really maximize his skill set, so somewhere to where he's you're not gonna go anywhere and just be a workhorse. Like I, I'm done with that expectation for rookie running backs. I know mm-hmm. that's not gonna happen. But if you can go somewhere to where they can utilize his pass catching, you know, skill set, maybe something happens and he starts being able to run the ball. So let's say he goes somewhere like. Uh, let's say Chicago. You think Chicago really needs a second I know, back? I, I know Khalil like, Herbert's good, but they took Khalil Herbert in the sixth round, so they don't have much invested into him. They don't, but like I also think because of what he's already produced, like I think he's kind of a different back than what uh, David Montgomery is to an extent. What about the Texans? I, I think he'd be a great fit just about anywhere. I think a lot of people are kind of switching towards more of his own scheme, which I think yeah. is very favorable for and him. that's another good thing about him is what you just said yeah i um, don't know and i honestly think wherever he kind of goes like even if you go to uh nfl scheme to where like i don't know like let's say like even like the texans where it's more like a gritty like downhill running type scheme like he seems to be able to find those holes mm-hmm. and he is faster than d henny and so like he could be a really good compliment even in that scheme mm-hmm. um you know I, like, look at this right here, dude. Like, he's fucking 10 yards away from anyone at the end of this run. Uh, another fun fact about Jerome Ford is the fact that when he was in high school, he played receiver and safety. That's crazy, dude. So, he was an all-around person in high school. So... And he shifted to running back in college. But this dude has receiver hands. He had 1,200 yards and, I don't know, a few touchdowns his, during his tenure as a receiver. So, he's somebody who knows the receiver skill set he can catch he can catch passes from you know whoever's throwing them he knows what to do after the catch he knows how to run a few routes probably and he also has a skill set to be a running back and read holes and real at cincinnati they played 50 percent zone and 50 percent gap mm-hmm. so if you don't know those are essentially the two rushing schemes you either play zone or you play a gap um inside gap outside zone yada yada essentially he knows both of those playbooks like equally well and he's going to be able to do what he does in any room that he gets drafted mm-hmm. into so if he goes to a team like the Niners and I don't know if the Kyle Shanahan's a running back genius he might potentially take a flyer on a guy like this absolutely man like especially he could be like a person like a perfect person that the 49ers would draft up in the third round again. No doubt. Third or fourth round. He yeah. falls to the fourth round. <laughs> like, I could see them trading up in the third again. If him. he falls to the fourth, Kyle Shanahan will absolutely take a receiver who or a running back who can have hands like a receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be so dynamic for him. And I think he... I don't want to say he looks just as fast as Raheem Mostert, but shoot. He, he looks pretty damn fast. He looks super fast, man. So, I don't know. I have a huge hunch that this guy is going to be explosive. Um, wow. I don't know, man. Like, I, I really like this kid. He's I hope an athlete. He truly is. He truly is. Um, You know, let's talk about another person who kind of has that form of a wide Room receiver. Uh, kind of a form of a running back, you know. Don't really know what he's going to play once he gets to the NFL, but goddamn, I truly think he's going to be dynamic. Tell me about this next cat. Jahan Dotson. Oh, dude. So, I think uh, he's going to... I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but do you think his nickname is also Ja? Probably. A fucker. Yeah, probably, dude. He stole that from me. I'm older, though, so I'll probably, I'll probably get the right yeah, to it, right? Dude, you, yeah, you gave it the clout. Yeah. You gave it the clout, and then he took it from you. And ran with it, unfortunately. Ah, that's, that is unfortunate. But, man, like, I honestly think that this cat could be, like, the next prototypical slot receiver. Um, I don't know, like, he kind of gives me, like, Marquise Brown vibes. He gives me vibes to where, I don't know, like, if you can just bust on the field a bit, um, I think this is who you need. Like, if you just need someone who can bust down in the slot, someone who can just make those quick jump moves inside to do those ins, outs, slants whatever you need this guy can do it he's he's a uh route tree uh machine he can run anything and yeah. he gives me kind of like i don't know like 
better Rashad Bateman vibes. Yeah, he's 5'11", 180. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think he's going to be a little bit more dynamic than what Rashad Bateman was this season, this season even though he did face an injury to start. Um, so, obviously, you got to consider that for Rashad Bateman, but I think this guy's going to be di- more dynamic than him. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I also – some things about him I don't love. It kind of seems like a lot of, like, his biggest plays. I think when we are watching film, like, you kind of mentioned this, but, like, it's something that I've definitely noticed, too, is, like, he – he seems like he makes a lot of busted plays yeah. or like a lot of busted coverages happen. You don't really know if like that's the defense's fault or if he's just busting off the line and just confusing yep. people. Yep. So can you touch a little bit on that? Yeah, that was my issue because when I watch tape, like I've said a thousand times before, I don't watch college football when it's happening. I don't sit down on Saturdays and watch universities play each other in football Mm -hmm. um so i don't know much about these rookies until i sit down and watch their tape before the draft Mm -hmm. if you watch any of jahan dotson's tape highlight films on youtube a lot of his plays come on busted coverages and so what i mean by that is he's open by about five to ten yards on the field Mm -hmm. and i'm talking he's already 15 20 yards on the field and there's no one within five or ten yards of him which is unreal. Like, I mean, like, if he's the one creating that separation, that's great. Yeah. But, obviously, like, there are some, like, like he's playing in the Big Ten. Big Ten's a really great program, I think, for uh, college football, I think, around the board. But I think that there are some programs that are kind of don't have the best DBs. Yeah, so, like... It's, I, like, more of a line, like, good O-lines, D-lines, tight ends. Yeah, D-lines, and even more, like, linebackers now are becoming really great in the yeah. Big Ten. You're and, talking, yeah. But, like, dude, like, it seems like DBs, for some reason, just can't read a fucking book in the Big Ten. And so, I don't know, like, this guy might be spectacular, but I think he's also playing with a bunch of sheep. Yeah. And he played at Penn State, so Penn State, he's... Third all-time in touchdowns and fourth in yards at that's, Penn State. That's great. I know that they've had a lot of really good receivers come through there. I mean, I'm kind of slipping on their names right now. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, it seems like every other year Penn State has another really good wide receiver prospect coming out. Like, it, it seems like that's becoming almost like a factor at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can you, uh, do you have any, like, the names that have come out recently? Like well, just was, in general, I know like there's Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, he's on the Giants running back. There's I know Nick Bowers. He plays on the Raiders. He's a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he gets a bunch of like play time or whatever. Yeah. So maybe I'm speaking out of my ass. Maybe Penn State just absolutely sucks producing anything. There's Micah Parsons. Yeah. There's Micah Parsons. I mean, but I, he's a linebacker. Oh, you know what? Uh, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin went to Penn State. I forgot about Allen Robinson. Yeah, so maybe I'm not speaking on my ass. Obviously, it's a wide receiver train out there in Penn State. <laughs> this guy's just the next <laughs> Yo, he had third all-time touchdowns, fourth all-time yards. Were those two and the fourth... people who were above him? They could have been. I only saw the stat, but for, sure. for reference, KJ Ham. I'm looking it up now, but yeah, KJ, KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler's another one out of there. Went there. Mike Gusecki went there. Yep. Um, Adrian Amos on defense. Yeah. Deshaun Hamilton, who's on the Broncos. Yeah. And Jahan Dotson had a more productive career than a lot of them. Yeah. So Don't forget about Trace McSquirrelly either. I mean, he's an absolute uh, unbelievable uh, quarterback. I think once he gets around like year five, year six, he's probably going to pop off. 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 You think so? For sure, dude. Yeah, Trace McSwirly, he was unreal in Penn State for that one year, I think, when he was a senior. Okay. And then he went to the draft, and I don't really think he's that great, but I think... He's on the Cardinals now. Yeah, dude, like, he, he's he's going to pop off at some point, I bet. Hmm. I don't know, once Kyler Murray goes to baseball, I think he's going to slide into that starting role. What division is Florida State? Florida State's D1. I mean, they're, they're right in the ACC, so, like, that's, like, okay. the same division as Clemson... Uh, who the hell else? Uh, Boston College. Okay. <laughs> yuck. Yeah, big yuck. So, okay, so they're ACC, because Cam Akers played for uh, Florida State, Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. Yep. Speaking of, or should I guess, speaking of Cam Akers, he's another guy, and I forgot to touch base on this with the Super Bowl topic, sure. but 
Cam Akers is interesting because he came back last year, and I don't know if he was necessarily effective. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he he averaged something around 2.8 yards to carry. Yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't extremely effective, but one thing it, I think it did was it made the defense, I think, kind of uh, think more about the run. Yep. Like, I think that's one thing that you could definitely see a switch from the defenses before, like, the playoffs and then during the playoffs mm-hmm. when Cam Akers was in there. It just seemed like more and more people seemed to be in the box. Yeah, he played a lot of good rushing defenses, too. Yeah, he definitely played a lot of good rushing defenses. Um, but, yeah, man, I just think, like, he saw a lot of defenses with a lot of people in the box. And, you know, like, it obviously doesn't help, but I think, I don't know. I don't think it hurt his back all that much. So, like, when you're talking about, like, redraft and whatnot, yeah. Um, I think he could definitely probably be, like, a, I don't know, anywhere between, like, four to six probably. In the fourth round? Yeah. Yeah, fourth round to sixth round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not happening. Yeah, that I That is know. not happening. Yeah. That's where you would probably like to take them. Yeah, that's where I like to take them. When I talk about where people are falling, that's typically where I like to... That's where I would like to see them fall. <laughs> but typically, it, and it, is it real case scenario? Unfortunately not. Um, You know... So, realistically, I see him probably going in, like, the second to third. You know I, I don't see him going to the first round at all. Um, if you're taking him in the second, I think that's a little bit too much. And What? In a 12-team, you wouldn't take him in the second? Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, like, it didn't hurt his stack all that much. But, I mean, like, he still did get 2.8 yards per carry. So, in his last month, he played the Niners twice, uh, the Cardinals and then he played the Buccaneers did he, in the did playoffs. He play, did he play against the 49ers both times? I thought he only came back for the playoffs. Did he come back? He might have been back the last week. I thought he only came back I think back he came back the, the last week. Maybe. I could be wrong. So I'm looking at the stats now. I got to pull it up. And I'm looking at rushing for the Rams. And Cam Makers did have five carries for three yards. So 0.6 yards a carry. Yeah, man. I don't know. But, like, even then, like, the Packers averaged more rushing against the 49ers if it helps michelle had 21 carries for 40 yards so he wasn't much more effective yeah i mean obviously the 49ers are just wild when it comes to run defense and that's the thing about cam Akers too is he, he had a good end of the year his first year for sure yeah but we're talking about like five or six games that he was good for mm-hmm. and everyone kind of Went crazy, popped off in the offseason. I love Cam Akers. I'm taking him first round. Everyone took him or was planning on taking him that early until they got hurt. And then he comes back and he's not effective. Exactly. And so that's why I don't see him as a first round. Like, I think, like, second, I think that's a little bit of a hunch. Third, I think that's a little more comfortable. Fourth, I think that's really, like, a good landing spot for him. Yeah. Because we haven't really seen a lot of consistent work from this cat. Like, he, even, even, like, with DeAndre Swift, like, his fresh, or his uh, rookie year, like, he was pretty productive throughout. And so, like, that's why you could afford to spend, like, a second or a third on him in redraft if you had, like, enough people in that draft. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't seem like a reach. Like, it was like, oh, like, I kind of see him falling there. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. I don't know. I just don't see that for Cam Akers. And so, that's why I see him fourth, fifth. Dude, he... So, against the Cardinals, he had 17 rushes for 55 yards. Against the Buccaneers, I want to say he has... Well, did he have, like, any catches? Because, obviously, those go into the mix, too. Because that's only 5-5 five, five right there. That's a good point. He had a 40-yard catch against the Cardinals. Just one catch for 40 one yards. One catch for 40 yards. A bust of coverage, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so if he has one catch for 40 yards, and then he also... Uh, did it go for a tutty? It did not. But no. he's also involved in the receiving game because against the Buccaneers, he had three catches for 20 yards. Yeah, so I don't know. So, I mean, there's a lot of upside with him being like a dual threat back if he can get out of the backfield and get some easy catches too. He also had 24 rushes for 48 yards. See, like, that just makes me nauseous. Yeah. I That's know. what I'm saying. It's so extreme. Like, it's cool if you're involved in the pass game, but if you're running 24 times and you're getting 48 yards and you're doing that every other game damn near... Yeah. And you're not getting touchdowns either because they force feed the ball to Cooper Cup 
Robert Woods is going to be back next year. Tyler Higby is going to be back next year. They're probably going to have somebody. Van Jefferson is going to step up in Sony place of Michelle's Odell. Sony Michelle is probably going to be back. Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson will return, and that will be somewhat of a split backfield. It won't be a workhorse back kind of. Yeah. Backfield. And they don't run enough anyways to where I think the Rams number one should be like yeah. a top two or top two round back anyways. I also believe that if Daryl Henderson is the one to return, he's going to take some receiving work and McVay's going to put him in because the defense doesn't know what's coming. Yeah, I, I could definitely see McVay doing something like that. He really likes to scheme his players yeah. open. He also just enjoys just scheming, like showing off kind of like. Yeah. I think when you have Henderson in the backfield, he can run, he can pass. He's a swift Swiss Army nice, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, when Kate, when Akers is back there, 80% chance you're going to run. For sure. Something like that. So that'll be interesting to see next year. And then another running back I want to touch on is Javante Williams of the Broncos. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you know. Are you taking him before or after Cam Akers? Before. Definitely before. I think he's much really? more effective. I can't do that. Why not? Well, obviously, so we're recording this February 16th of 2022. Yep. So we don't know what's happening with Melvin Gordon yet. When I think of Javante Williams' situation, I see a work share or, yeah. you know, a running back by committee kind of deal going on. Yep. When I imagine Cam Akers, he's on a high-powered offense, and he's going to get goal line carries. Okay. Which is his redeeming factor, essentially. And so, if I'm thinking of Cam Akers always in the end zone, because Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and all these other guys, and I'm thinking of Javante Williams on a struggling offense that doesn't have a quarterback that is also potentially in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon if he resigns. Sure. I gotta take Cam Akers. Well, I mean, and I don't blame you for that, but like... When you see it through my eyes, I think that Melvin Gordon kind of adds, like, another... I don't know. I think it kind of adds to something in that mix. So, like, like you said, like, when um, <clears throat> when Sean McVay has, like, Daryl Henderson and he has Cam Akers, he has two backs, which is a committee, which... So, it was the same thing with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I mean, it's the same thing. I think Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, I don't think it's obviously as split. I think Cam probably gets like a 60-40 in that. And with the Broncos, I think it's more 50-50 realistically. Um, but one thing with Hackett is I think they, I think he can kind of specialize more in like the run game. And I think he's going to get Drew Locke in a lot of really good positions if he's the one starting. Or whoever really is starting. I just think that Hackett has a, like, a really good mind. Like he was able to lead the uh, Jaguars to an NFC Championship game back in the day. Like AFC. He was, yeah, yeah, an AFC Championship game uh, all those years ago uh, when the Jaguars won. You know, and oh, he, against Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, and he did that with Blake Bortles. Obviously, they're riding the coattails of that terrific defense that mm-hmm. year. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, I mean, you have to have points on the board. To Denver has there. a terrific defense this year too. Yeah, and you know, I think that this offense has a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you look down the board on the wide receiver staff. You have uh, <clears throat> KJ Hamler. You have <laughs> why do I start with him? Deshaun <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> what? KJ Hamler. Yeah, you have KJ Hamler. You have Jerry Judy. You have Cortland Sutton. You have Tim Patrick. You have Noah Fant. You have all those receivers. Damn, Albert. Um, yeah. Alberto. Yeah, Alberto, you have him as well. Like, you just down the line, and whoever else they draft is going to be beneficial to this team as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Hackett's been a part of so many draft to where, like, he understands what's going to help his team. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm excited for Hackett to get his opportunity finally. Um, And if they were to take Rodgers, obviously that's going to change this whole thing. Um. But, you know. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl team if Rodgers goes there. Oh, un- unbelievably, yeah. I think that this team could go. Immediately. For, immediately. Second he steps in. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. What 
Uh, and they're going to have the energy in their first year to just go all the way if that ends up happening. Yeah, and I mean, even regardless, I think uh, Hackett just brings, like, a different energy to what they had. Like, <clears throat> they have this defensive-minded uh, old-school coach. Vic Fangio. Yeah, Vic Fangio, and now they are switching to Nathaniel Hackett, who not is necessarily younger by any means, but he's definitely younger than Fangio. Uh and I, I, I think it's going to be a different dynamic. I think the team already loves it, and I'm excited to see what happens. Melvin Gordon did an interview with Colin Cowherd today. It was actually earlier today. I watched it. I think I was like on break or something. But nice. He essentially talked about what he thinks is going to happen with the future. He's a free agent this year. So yeah. He yeah. could potentially not be on the Broncos, and Javante Williams could be an RB1. Mm-hmm. I, if that happens, you have to take Javante Williams probably first round. Yeah, yeah, definitely first or second round. I think because we saw how productive he can be, I definitely second think... Second round, yeah. Yeah, second round, you take him wherever. Like, if yeah. you have 2-1, I take him, honestly. Without. Um, But yeah, like, anywhere in that first round, like, towards, like, the back end, I think that's a safe pick as well. Man, I can't Like, if that. he's RB1, if he's splitting, I'd say two, uh, probably late second... To third, uh, to fourth, he has to get off the board. All right, and I'm just going to talk about something completely unrelated, but Dynasty drafts, Dynasty Leagues are the shit. Dynasty Leagues are dang, dude. Yeah, man, I, I can I absolutely vouch for that. Like, I actually just started my Dynasty uh, League this year. I took over for someone and kind of just ran with it. It wasn't a great team, uh, but, you know, like you obviously just make of it what you do. Uh, or what you will and what i did was you know you just make picks to make your team better and now i think next year i'm going to be set up for a really really uh good season i have uh two first round picks so i think uh regardless of where i go with those picks i think i'm going to be set up beautifully yeah. you're gonna get some good talent there yeah i might just take a defense who knows he's gonna take jerome for it <laughs> I might take Jerome Ford <laughs> with that with my one ten, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching him like a hawk. Damn. But I don't know. Watch but him just go to the Bills. If he goes to the Bills, dude. If he, oh my god, that'd be such a good pick. That'd be such former a good receiver pick. playing with Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be he'd something special. He'd be pop. Yeah, he'd be a, He'd be really high on my draft board. I mean, Jerome Ford just seems like a Bills running back name. Playing in the cold. Yeah. He was already in Cincinnati. He already knows uh, what the cold's all about. They might snatch him up in like the second or third round, though. Yeah, man, I could definitely pick him up then. I that would be one team. If I'd Jerome be Ford goes to the Bills, he's top ten of my draft board. If he goes to the offense like that or the Chiefs, well, shoot, man. I mean, there's a lot of really good running backs out there. So let's see. Like, I'm really excited for the draft. I mean, or not the draft, but the combine uh, and the draft too, well, obviously. Because. But, I think that with the Bills, Devin Singletary just kind of popped off, so it's not like an immediate need. Yeah. But they could go and get him in like the third or fourth round. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think I think the Bills probably have to do something with their line, you know, just to make sure that uh, Josh Allen's staying upright. Uh, they'll probably address something as well. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I don't know. Like I think that that team's ready to pop off at any point. I did see rumors that uh, Emmanuel Sanders was thinking about retiring, though. Really? So they might they might swoop in and get someone like a Jahan Dotson. How crazy would that be? That'd be kind of nuts. That'd be unreal, dude. To oh. pair next to Stefan. Well, you have Gabriel Davis there, though. That's true. Yeah, you have so many like, have slot receivers. Yeah, you have so many slot receivers. Take that back. Yeah. But that would be kind of a sick ass pairing, though. Speaking of receivers and speaking of dynasty. If you're a dynasty team with Calvin Ridley, are you just stashing him on your team and waiting to see what happens, or are you trying to trade him? And if you're trying to trade him, what are you trying to trade him for? Uh, so, good question. I think you go both ways on this. Um, You either trade him to someone who's going to be waiting, because at some point I think he is going to be coming back. I don't know if coming back means that he's going to be in like a Deshaun Watt, or not... Let me take that back. Not like a Deshaun Watson situation. But like let's say like a Michael Thomas or a like a Julio Jones situation to where they just want to get out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like that city is just their problem. Uh so we never know. Uh so maybe like he just has to get out of there and maybe that could uh improve his mental health. You know, it might help. Who knows? 
Uh, so I would say if you're trading him in a dynasty league, you could probably get like a second for him. And I would, I'd probably make that trade. Uh, I think if in the right team, I think he's obviously a wide receiver one. He's still extremely young. Uh, he's versatile. He's dynamic. Wherever he goes, he's going to be effective. No doubt. So I would, I'd send like a second for him. Uh, for sure, if you could in a dynasty, but I bet some people would honestly ask for like a first. No doubt. What about no you, doubt. man? Like, what would you do? Because I personally, if I have him, I'd, I'd probably have him. to. I'd I'd hold him. I would hold him, or I'd have to take a first, realistically. Yeah. Because he's too talented when he's on the field and when he's doing like his shit, like he's good at it. Mm-hmm. So you have that potential of like somebody who's in the same realm as like a. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson in terms of the fantasy points they can score. I mean, like, it seems like you're higher on him than what I am. So, would you ask for more than just a first? Like, would you I would do multiple? a first. I would potentially pair a first with, like... A development wide receiver? A development receiver. Yeah. An established receiver who can just fill a void, like a Corey Davis type of dude. Okay. Like, Corey Davis in a first, I would really consider that. What first. about, like, a Jameson Crowder? Fuck no. <laughs> no. Not, not, not Crowder. But if I'm a holder of Calvin Ridley and I have other receivers, yeah. why wouldn't I trade it for draft picks so I can go fill my other positions that are also important? That's this fair. dude's a gamble. I can go do my research and go scoop somebody else who I am a lot higher on, regardless of position, just overall. That's fair. Um, I guess, so let's say... Before the draft here, like, what signs would help you indicate whether you should draft him or not? Like, or I'm sorry, if he should trade him or not. Well, he obviously doesn't want to play in Atlanta, regardless of what's going on. Atlanta's not it for him. So I need to hear something about his status. And if the Falcons trade him, mm-hmm. obviously we would probably know who he's getting traded to and we can make a decision from there do you think that that happens before or after free agency starts i think it happens by the draft you think it happens by the draft i think it has to yeah i mean I think I don't... if you want if you want to maximize your your get out yeah you could get a second as the falcons yeah you could then you, you need could, those you could, draft you could flip picks. that and you could draft like a jalen tolbert or like a romeo uh dubs or yeah dubs or something like that check it know. out because they already have like that middle tier 13 14 12 like area range of draft picks and so with that already being established you're essentially probably going to get a draft pick from a team who could range anywhere from 1 to 30 for mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean, you could Imagine if the Chargers trade for him. That'd be crazy. You'd get what like the 16th or something? Shit, I mean, Calvin realistically is going to go for a 2 cuz it's the NFL and it's a receiver position, a True. 2 or a 3. True. Yeah, and then you get like the 42nd or something, which is not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. And you could still go get like a nice lineman or like a nice running back there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you could keep building that room to, you know, take the pressure off of. Excuse me. Oh, who the heck is the tight end that they just took? I'm blanking on his name. For what team? Uh, The Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Yes, Kyle Pitts. Thank you. I don't know why I forgot his name, but I think like there's so much pressure on him right now, and so like if you bring in like another like young stud that can help him out, um, and along with that, I think they're kind of low on the cap as well. Yeah. So I think like they could probably bring in like another like uh like a senior vet, you know, you know, someone to coach up a little bit. Oh, like um, Allen Robinson. Something like that, man. So I don't know. Like I think like this team could kind of pop off. Like I'm off. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to Matt Ryan for at least one more year. And my dynasty, I think. I don't know. Like I was on the verge of dropping him today, but I'm gonna keep him. That's a smart decision. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that the Falcons have some decent outlook. Um I don't know. What are your thoughts on that whole situation, I guess? I think that it's a, you know, it's a work in progress. We don't know what's happening with Ridley and where he stands. Once we hear word of if he gets traded or not, then I'll be able to make a decision. I think that if you have Ridley, you could probably hold on to him just because he's so young. So you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You have to, yeah, especially with that, that talent. I mean, what do you what do you do if you're the Falcons though? Like, give if me... you're the Falcons, yeah. you trade his ass. Like, you think so? 
You have to because what happens is he's so talented, he's so young, and he's only six weeks removed from football. But what happens if this goes into next season and then he's a year and a half removed from football? Like, you're losing value by the day. Yeah. Because receiver is such an easy position to draft well at. There's so many receivers that come into the league every year. You can get them in the mm-hmm. first, second, third. But also, if he's just getting further and further removed from football, then there's more questions, and more questions require more answers. Yeah. And more answers require more work, and that's tiring. And you don't want to do that. So every day he loses value sitting on their bench. True, but I mean, if you are working towards a number one receiver, and if you're the Falcons who absolutely are dying for a receiver right now, wouldn't you want to put in the work for that if that's something that you truly need? Because, I mean, like, what you're looking for out there is is right in front of you. And whether, I don't think it's like a money thing or anything. I truly don't. I don't know what it is. I think they're trying to settle it, though. I think the Falcons as an organization are a good organization. And I think they're trying to figure it out. And You know, I think it's one of those things to where Julio left and shit just kind of got messy in the front office. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they drafted a tight end fourth overall instead of, you know, other positions that was kind of controversial, like quarterback and shit. It was a good quarterback draft. Yeah. They could have got Mac Jones. Yeah, they definitely could have. So, you know, they could have got Justin Fields. Yeah. Bro, the Falcons or Justin Fields would have been crazy. That would be wild, dude. I think that, yeah, I mean, the Falcons could have popped off with something like that, but they obviously didn't. Yeah, and um, Kyle Pitts is good. and He is. Know. He's going to be, uh, I think, really good for a really long time. No, no. Um, and I, I like that pick. I really do. I think he's going to be something special. I just think you kind of just need to build around him at this point. Yeah, you just expect you just keep him on your team yeah so i guess we're in the boat of we would keep calvin ridley in dynasty leagues keep him on your bench if you got space yeah and if you have to trade him at least do it too at yeah. minimum i think you'll probably take a little bit of a slip and redraft yeah like a like a early two in dynasty drafts is acceptable and maybe another player yeah absolutely so. absolutely Last one I want to talk about is this is just kind of like a random question. I have a bunch of like ODs on my receiver bench. Okay. So there's a couple of dudes I want to ask you on your preference of whether you would start, whether you would bench, or whether you would drop these players. For sure, yeah. Hit me with them. So these are all dynasty wide receiver ones on a lot of teams. Okay. At worst, wide receiver twos. Mm-hmm. Between Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and DeAndre Hopkins, who would you start, sit, and drop? Great question. Um, so what I would do, uh, as we sit right now with Tom Brady retired, not necessarily looking back, uh, with everyone obviously going to be coming back, assumingly uh, healthy, I think that this could be... Uh, kind of easy, honestly, in my opinion. I would, I would obviously start Hopkins. I think that he is going to be extremely dynamic next year. Um, I think obviously with age, you know, he might be losing a little bit of a step, but I think he's proven that he can still be effective when he's healthy. I would bench, uh, Evans. Or actually, I would probably drop Evans at this point because I don't know what's going to be happening with their wide or with their quarterback. And then I would bench uh, Amari uh, because, like, kind of like with Hopkins getting up there a little bit in age. But so is Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans, I think, is the oldest out of the bunch. You know what? I'm I'm with you on the first one. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a massive part of that offense regardless of what happens at quarterback. For sure. We saw that last year with the way they dropped off. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back healthy. He's never been injured before in his career. It was a freak thing. Mm-hmm. And if Kyler's back, cool. If not, he's been better with worse quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah. regardless, he's going to be a wide receiver one for at least another year. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, if you're lucky. I think that Mike Evans and Amari Cooper are in that wide receiver two realm on the championship team. Yeah. They're not your ones, but, you know, they could come in at two and, like, support. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, I think that Amari Cooper right now in Dallas, 
and Mike Evans next year with I don't know who. Kyle Trask. It could be a rookie quarterback. They could bring in somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about all those options, and I would rather trust Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know what I would want to do with Mike Evans. I mean, if he is going to be, like, the number one target, like, that kind of perks my ears up because that's going to be a lot of target share. Yeah, but if they re-sign Godwin. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they don't re-sign Godwin, then his value goes even higher because he's going to get a... He's going to get all the targets with Arians. Yeah, but, I mean, you could also see the Buccaneers taking a wide receiver in the first. Shit, dude. And he plays in, he plays in warm weather. Mm-hmm. That kind of matters to me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds dumb. And Amari plays in a dome, but. Yeah. So that actually doesn't matter. But And so does Hopkins. It's a really close. I think that. Give me Mike Evans and I'm dropping Amari. Dropping Amari. I'm I'm doing that because Mike Evans, no matter what, ends up as a top ten receiver every year. Interesting. Do you know no where he fell this year? I want to say probably around that ten. It's always around like that ten ish. Yeah. Number. I was looking at my team this year, and I actually I had uh, Keenan Allen, and he was actually number ten. Surprisingly, I didn't really? think he was going to be number ten, but he was. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was super happy with that production from him this year. So. Yeah. It's like Dastron. Yeah, man. Like, it's always like, it's almost like an absolute at this point. And I could kind of see a Mike Evans. I Evans mean, was nine this year. Dang, that's dang. And, like, he's 6'5". Like, he's a big body. He could be a really good. 28. Uh, yeah, he could be a really good body for uh, <clears throat> Kyle Trask if he were to become the new uh, quarterback there. I mean, definitely you know a nice what? little safety net. You know what? What's up, dude? What you Drop doing? DeAndre Hopkins. Why? Hit me with it. Why? Amari Cooper's 27. Mike Evans is 28. They're both going to be around until probably early 30s. Yep. They're going to be effective while they're around. Yep. So regardless of where Amari goes, he's going to be the number one option. If At worst, number two. Yep. Definitely. So, like, they're going to get their targets for years to come. Yep. D-Hop's 29. You don't know what's happen. You don't know what's happening with the quarterback position. He always has a hamstring. Well, yeah, if he gets hurt again, like, and he's been playing since 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. He's already been playing for a minute, like seven, eight years now. Yeah, he could just take a bag and run. For sure, like he's living in Arizona. Like, it's just kind of lit. Mm-hmm. Keeps getting signing bonuses. Yeah, he's just like you know, just chilling. Mm-hmm. Man, that could happen. Like if Kyler. Bounces somewhere, and then next thing you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is in Arizona or some shit. That's fair, but I mean, like that could be a kind of a nice little tandem because, I mean, it's you know he's like, making his targets. Yeah, D Hop loves his dump offs. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves them. Yeah, they got other weapons too, like Rondale Moore and Zach Ertz and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, he's a free agent. Christian Kirk's a free agent. Yep. Dang, I hope the Packers get them. That'd be dank. Yeah. So yeah, my revised list would be. I would start Mike Evans, Benjamin Cooper, drop DeAndre Hopkins. Fair enough. Uh, For Dynasty Leagues. To finalize mine, I'd probably still go with D-Hop as my start. Uh, Bench Evans, drop Cooper. That's tough. It is tough, but I'll I'll stick with it. All right. Well, that's another episode of Gumbo. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm Ja. I'm Google. I always appreciate you guys listening. Thank you.